0: The universe has good news for the lost, lonely, and heartsick. Sugar is here, the both of us, speaking straight into your ears. I'm Cheryl Strayed.
1: I'm Steve Almond. This is Dear Sugar Radio. Oh, dear song, won't you please Share some little sweet days with me
0: Their lives every day.
1: Oh, and the sugar you send my way. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Steve. How you doing?
0: I'm great. So we're going to talk about babies today, or, or not no babies. Baby or bust Baby is the theme bust. of today's episode. Right. We get a lot of letters from people who either... Not are, from
1: babies, we should clarify. These nope, are from full-grown no people, right.
0: All grown-ups, and some of them want babies, and they have some barrier to getting them. Right. Uh, some of them don't want babies, and they're with partners, who really do want them. So we're going to discuss this issue from many different angles. We've obviously talked about parenting or the choice to become a parent in past episodes, but this is kind of a fresh look on some of these dilemmas we've been getting in our inbox.
1: This is really a fundamental question. If one partner wants to be a parent, to have a child, or children, and the other doesn't or feels some ambivalence, automatically they are in a And the letters we're going to talk about are really thorny. There's no quick fix on these guys.
0: And in fact, our first letter speaks directly to what you just mentioned. Will you read it for us? I
1: shall. Dear Sugars, I'm a 34-year-old woman who has been happily married for five years. My husband and I are both in the military and have made it through six deployments while together. Currently, I'm transitioning out of the military and trying to figure out what career to pursue. My husband sees this transition period as a great time to have children and start a family. I, however, do not want children. He has always known how I feel about kids, but I think he got married to me with the idea that he could change my mind or that biology would flip some switch and I would want to have kids. It hasn't. I feel horrible that I can't give him what he wants. I feel there is something wrong with me that I don't want kids. All women are supposed to want kids. Why don't I? I've thought that I should just have a baby for my husband, but I know that is a terrible idea. I don't want to feel resentful towards him or the child, and I have told him as much. This has become a deep source of conflict in our marriage, and I'm completely to blame. Sugars, I love my husband and our life together and don't want anything to change. Please, help me figure out what to do. Do I have a baby anyway, or do I let my husband go so he can get what he wants? Sincerely, Baby or Bust.
0: Wow, that's such a hard one. The first thing I want to say to you, Baby or Bust, is that you are not completely to blame. Uh, I completely agree it's a deep source of conflict and this is a very big deal. But you're not to blame. I think that we mustn't blame ourselves for the feelings and we have about the ways we want to live our lives. You from the outset told your husband, I don't want to be a mother. I don't want kids. Now he's also not to blame for thinking that you might change your mind. You know, you're thirty-four years old, you've been married since you were in your late, you know, it sounds like about twenty nine. And a lot of people do change during those years. It's not completely unreasonable that he would think that you were maybe going to be open to the idea of motherhood someday, Mm -hmm. but you never said you would be. And I don't think that you're going to get anywhere from sort of beating yourself up about not wanting kids. It isn't true that all women are supposed to want kids. We've talked about this over and over on this show. And and, and I think that there are so many voices out there right now of women telling their stories, women who do not want to be mothers and have no conflict about that. So let's just get rid of that blame and shame piece before we begin the discussion. Don't you think, Steve? Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, the most unsettling two words in this letter to me are, I think, but I think he got married to me with the idea that he could change Mm -hmm. my mind. And this is part of what's so difficult about the letters that we're encountering is that it's not a situation where the marriage is necessarily going to survive. Mm -hmm. You can't therapize it away. This is a a, a strong impulse within one partner for a particular kind of intense experience and the other partner feeling differently. And what I think it's symptomatic of is not that anybody's to blame. I completely agree that this is a, a complex sort of collaboration. But where it started was with a set of unspoken possibilities or wishes that weren't articulated at a crucial moment. This is something you have to talk about to the extent that you're conscious of your desires. Mm -hmm. If your husband was aware that it was something that maybe his feelings would change on or evolve, or that he was making the assumption that you would that is really if if there's anything to blame it's that assumption mm-hmm. you can't assume about something so huge and fundamental and the real question you face is really a, a long conversation with your husband about what sort of life he wants to lead and what sort of life you want to lead and whether those two are compatible. And that's a brutal thing to have to say, but I think you have to be clear-eyed about it. The only way through it is to communicate honestly about what sort of life you can make together or apart.
0: Yeah. And I do think you signed your letter, baby or bust, and you are at that moment in your life. It is either that this relationship needs to end so that your husband can go and pursue the opportunity to become a father with someone else, or even by himself. Or or you need to come to some terms in your relationship, where your husband can accept the idea that indeed you are not going to become a mother, and you're not willing, it sounds to me, not willing to save this marriage by having a baby that you really don't want.
1: Well, we should emphasize, you should not... Have a baby that you you don't want. And I think it's tough because you can hear baby or bust. There's a part of you that's saying, should I just knuckle under and do this thing because I love my husband and I love our marriage. But what you really love are the current circumstances. What you want is for things to not change. Mm -hmm. And Cheryl and I, many things that we can't speak that authoritatively about. This is one that we can speak about with some authority. The moment that you become pregnant. And then let alone, you know, pregnancy and childbirth and it, everything does change, not in a ruinous way, but in a way that might not be the experience you want out of your life. And then it's very painful to face, but you have to be honest with yourself about that and and with your partner.
0: And I, I agree with that entirely, Steve, though I will put one little asterisk beside that. And that is, you know, some people baby or bust I will say you sound like you're you're definite. You don't want to become a mother. You don't feel conflicted about that. Some people are ambivalent. They think they probably don't want to become a mother right. and their partner does. And so there is that little piece of them that's that's willing to explore the idea. You know, what what if I did decide to have a baby even though I'm not completely sold on the idea um, because my partner wants to. You know, I don't think that's always an incredibly bad idea. I think each of us has to go on a journey before we become parents. You know, I've written about this. My own journey to motherhood is I was on the fence and I was just a little to the to the one side of the fence of like, well, I think I do want to be a mother. It's such a big experience. I don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. But I was ambivalent even through my pregnancy because I kept thinking, I hope I made the right decision because I don't know about this. My life is pretty great without kids. You know, what I mean to say, I don't think this is specific to Baby or Bust, but I do think we have listeners out there who are in similar situations, but maybe haven't yet fully decided. And in that case, what I say is really explore what it is you want and do it, ideally, if you're in a partnership with your partner. And get those things out. Articulate your, your fears, your feelings, your desires, your wishes, because that's the only way we can really go forward and make such big decisions.
1: One thing in your letter, Baby and Bust, that I wonder about that's just worth pondering because if Cheryl's what Cheryl's suggesting is Part of the experience of being a mom or being a parent might be instinctually, I don't want that. And part of it might be the particular way that it would operate in your lives. And I say that because you, in your letter, you're saying, I'm transitioning out of the military and trying to figure out what career to pursue. So your husband's still in the military. And so I think the way that implicitly motherhood and parenting would take shape in your family is you would be the stay at home mom and he would be in the military doing a job, and that might be part of the reason that you—now, it might be that you just don't want kids, period, and you need to know that and be honest about that, but it might be the context in which it's being presented. Yeah. And so you need to be able to have a make a distinction between those two and make that distinction for your husband if, in fact, you would be open to the idea if you were going to parent 50 percent. Or if, more importantly, you had assurances that you would be able to pursue a career that you wanted to, maybe that would change your feelings, but maybe it wouldn't. The point is that this is a big, complicated conversation that isn't just about, do I want a child or not? Unless it's that simple in your mind, it might also be, what sort of family are you envisioning? Yeah, That's actually a question, a, a more nuanced question, that we're going to take up with our guest, Daniel Herzog, a little bit later in the show.
0: Yeah, baby or bust, we wish you luck. I I do think that this is a really big decision that you're in the midst of making. And I encourage you to really face that head on and answer those questions. It's not going to be easy, but you're both going to be the better for it. Right. All right. Good luck. So here is the next letter. Dear Sugars, I'm in quite a jam. Two years ago at the age of 36, I met a young man of 22. Yes, that's a 14 year age gap. Three weeks after that first encounter, we traveled to Mexico, spent the following three months living in L.A., both of us completely broke, I should add, and then moved back to our home in New York City and into our first apartment together. Over these years together, we have grown to truly appreciate each other's differences, adore and applaud each other's ideas and successes, and work through our challenges in a respectful, kind, and loving manner. We're the envy of our friends, and our families are thrilled to see how happy we make each other. Our love is unwavering, honest, reciprocal, and exciting. He's exceptional at understanding and supporting my 38-year-old needs, and I'm patient in understanding toward his. But with this big, safe, secure love has come a desire to finally become a mother. I've always looked forward to having children. A nurturer at heart, I assumed I'd be a young mom, two kids by the age of 25. But after a tumultuous and codependent 10-year relationship that lasted through my 20s, motherhood never felt right. Now it does, and it's well and truly time for me. The thing is, it's not time for him. Now almost 25 years young, my guy is still searching for his dream job. He's still finding himself, exploring friendships, and discovering the hardships and treasures of life. In other words, he's busy being a young man. I'm in an emotional quandary because I don't want to rush the issue of parenthood with him, but thanks to biology, I don't have a choice. I'm a successful writer and creative director and have in the past two years saved a large sum of money, enough to buy an apartment and ensure security for the next couple of years. So financially speaking, we're good. I'm also in excellent health. I'm remarkably young looking for my age, highly energetic and fit as a fiddle. I don't want my boyfriend to feel pressure or obligation, and I don't want him to have to give up his goals and dreams. But the truth is, He will never earn as much as I do, nor reach my level of success with a career. If I were single, without a doubt in my mind, I'd find a way to have a child immediately, whether through sperm donation or a friend. But I'm in a real, serious, beautiful love with this person, and he is in real, serious, beautiful love with me. We've had a couple of tense but adult conversations about it, and he's firmly but kindly stated his feelings against fatherhood for the foreseeable future. He's just not ready. At almost 39... I don't have time to wait for him to come around. Freezing eggs isn't an option for me either because time wise, I just don't want to get any older before I become a first time mother. Aside from just going ahead and falling pregnant without his full approval, I really don't know what to do. What would you do? Yours, age doesn't matter until it does.
1: Mm. This one was tough yeah, because it's, it's, there's such a painful irony here right, right at the center of it, which is I wasn't ready for this experience you know, to be a mom in a bad relationship, but now I finally found a big, safe, secure love. And so now I'm ready for it. I'm pining for it. And biologically, she's quite realistic in saying this is an experience I want to have now and not later. And if that's the case, then you have a, I, what sounds like a fairly stark choice, Which is, do I want the experience of having a child, being a mom, or do I want this love? It's almost no hard feelings, uh, except that it's impossible not to feel heartbroken, shattered at Mm -hmm. having to really choose one kind of wonderful experience and by choosing, lose the other.
0: Yeah, I think she should get pregnant. I think she should go to the sperm bank. And get pregnant. I thought about this letter a long time. I mm-hmm. went on a long walk. I talked to my husband about it. I tossed it around in my mind. And I think that it really did come down on the side of clarity for me in that way. I think that age doesn't matter until it does. What you're saying is you absolutely know you want to be a mother. And I really agree with you that, you know, you're running out of time, that it is, you know, she's looking at 39 and those years roll by. We don't know how long it will take her to get pregnant. I think if you're so clear that you want to be a mother, you should become a mother. I also completely get it why he doesn't want to be a father at the age of 25. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And but for you guys the foreseeable are, future, you know, yeah. Right. But you guys are two years into this relationship. It sounds like a wonderful relationship, but isn't part of his obligation to you as a partner to not stand in the way of you fulfilling what I think might be one of your deepest desires in your life. I mean, I I, I would say like a like nine, maybe 99% of parents would say, you know, having their children, becoming parents mm-hmm. was like one of the biggest things in their life. So why would your boyfriend want to stand in the way of that? I mean, maybe there is a way to have both things to have that baby and have that relationship maybe you have to go back in time a bit maybe you don't live together for a while Mm -hmm. so that he somehow can become your partner but not the father to this baby i mean I, i don't think that's going to be easy but i do think that there are ways to accommodate this age difference that is really preventing you from getting something that you really want
1: right And I would further interrogate the question of whether it's being in a secure, loving relationship that feels like a crucial to the admixture. That is, the reality of getting pregnant and and doing that is something that I think you have to be ready to undertake on your own, because you clearly can't be assured that he'll want to not just be a father, but be involved with the mother if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that might be too much intensity for them And I think it's a setup for both of you if you're not perfectly clear in your own mind that this is an experience that you want enough that you're prepared to do it, not entirely on your own, but without the kind of love and support and companionship and all the wonderful things that you've been getting in this relationship. And mm-hmm. that's a terrible thing to have to face, but it would be even more terrible to foster the illusion that somehow, uh, you know, as we talked about with baby or bus, maybe his mind will change.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and she says she'd be, well, you know, she says without doubt, if I were single, without a doubt in my mind, right. I'd find a way to have a baby. Right. And so, to me, that's the big thing. That, that's where my clarity comes from when I think about how to give this woman advice. I think that we know for sure that she wants to become a mother. And if that is the case, I do think that this relationship has to fall around that. Right. you know. And maybe that means they break up, and maybe it means they stay together in some fashion, and then they break up because he, he isn't really signed up for this. Or maybe it means that he's like, you know, actually, I kind of love the baby too, even though it's not biologically my baby. I mean, there are all these different scenarios, but the one scenario that will be true is the one you want to be true, the very most, and that is that you have a baby and you're a mother,
1: right? And the underlying issue for both baby or bust and age doesn't matter is people are frightened of change. Mm-hmm. It's so destabilizing, and yet you know, to thine own self be true. You have to. You you start to lose yourself if you start to ignore what your real desires are in life, mm-hmm. and so what I would counsel uh, is, you know, you mean, you need to make that decision sooner rather than later i think waiting is a sort of a form of uh, kind of passively letting circumstances decide for you yeah
0: it's it's a kind of denial and in making that choice i mean i think in in both of these these letters what it comes down to is what do you really want and the answer to that is really the thing that should guide you in these next steps as you ponder these relationships we wish you luck age doesn't matter until it does write us back in a year or so once you come out the other side of this
1: Be careful.
0: You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. So there's no question that these two letters baby or bust, or age doesn't matter until it does. The stakes are incredibly high. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can't tell anyone what to do. But of course, at Dear Sugar Radio, I think what we always try to do is, it's not so much like instructions on how to live, but maybe grappling with these deep questions that we have. And and our guest today is going to help us do that. She has You know, a different story, but some things in common with both of these letter writers and and really having to face this kind of grand conundrum within the context of a relationship. We're going to talk to Danielle Herzog. She's a freelance writer who wrote a piece for Parenting.com called I Didn't Want Children When I Got Married, Then I Changed My Mind. She's joining us today from KIOS in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to Dear Sugar Radio, Danielle. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, so let's jump right in. You, you, you've read these letters, but it's, it's more interesting for us to hear what your experiences were around this. Obviously, you have some things anyway in common with these letter writers.
2: Definitely, um, my background is kind of a combination of both. I would say, in that I had married someone when I was in my early twenties, but I knew that at a very young age I didn't want to have children. I kind of had this view of myself that I would be this like worldly person who traveled through
0: Europe taking lovers. Course, that was my view too, part. Danielle. That was that's was what it? I yeah. I think a lot of women had that view.
2: (laughs) Yes. So I kind of dropped the lover's part. But I did always hold on to this idea of the world is so vast. I want to travel it and experience it. And I loved monogamy. That wasn't the issue. I just didn't want to be responsible for anybody. And I met someone who was so different from me but shared that view. And we got married. And we had many issues that went beyond just children. Because those differences, as attracted to each other as it made us, did not endure. And then um, it was about two years into getting married that something started to change in me. And I fought it for a long time, like, no, 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 that's just hormones telling me I want to have kids. That's not really me wanting to have kids.
0: And how old were you at this time, about two years into your marriage? At this
2: point, uh, we were together a few years before we got married. So I was in my late 20s at this point. And, you know, your friends are getting married and having families and you're starting to see things from a different perspective. And I think what ended up happening was I got to that milestone in my life before he did. You know, I was, Hey, I think I'm ready to have children. I think I'm ready to settle down. I don't think I necessarily want to travel through Europe anymore. And he wasn't there. He didn't want those same things. And so here we were, just like those letters. At this impasse, and we had split, and I thought, oh, well, maybe I want him back, and maybe we, I should fight for this, and maybe he should fight for me. And I walked by a cemetery that was close to where I worked, and I'd walked by the cemetery a bajillion times, and I saw this gravestone that was a husband and wife buried next to each other, and it said, just the two of us. And it broke my heart. I didn't want that. I didn't want my life to end with me. I found that sad. Hmm. And I knew that that was the moment. And, you know, there was painful moments after that where you actually have to do it, you know, and you realize that this part of your life is over. But I never regretted it. And the irony of this whole situation, um, the reason that kind of comes full circle is we are both now married to other people and we both have children. Huh. Mm. And I think that just goes to show you that, you know, you might think you want this or you might be sure of this and it might feel so definitive at that moment, but it might be because of the person you're with and it might be because of the maturity that you're at or the time period of your life.
0: Uh-huh
2: you don't know everything you want in life. It's not that crystal clear.
0: Yeah, You know, one of the things that maybe we didn't touch upon, Steve, in our discussion is, you know, what are the consequences um, if, if you force your husband not to become a father, you know, you're making a relationship that's, got a whole bunch of resentment built in. Mm-hmm. And likewise to age doesn't matter until it does, you know. She suggests this idea of falling pregnant without full approval. Well, that's a recipe for disaster because then you've got a partner who resents you. And I will tell you that
2: that crossed my mind. Yeah. When I was in the marriage, I remember thinking, well, how would he know? Maybe if I just get pregnant and that'll show him how much he really wants it. And I remember this quote I heard which I thought was perfect in that People who are going through marital problems sometimes, they are addicted to the potential in that person. They are addicted to this idea of what they think they could be. Like, no, 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 I just know he could be this great father. Well, how? He's telling you he doesn't want to be a father, or mm-hmm. she's telling you she doesn't want to be a mother. And so I think this idea that they don't see it yet, they're going to someday want it. Well, you're, then you're playing Russian roulette yeah. with your marriage.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the hardest things I think in answering these letters or helping these women um is that they both say that their relationships are really happy and satisfying aside from this very big conflict, essentially. and And you tell a different story. You do say you broke up over the baby thing, but there were other issues. I mean, how much of that that breakup was for you about the baby thing, and then you see the the other problems in retrospect, or were you really breaking up for a, a whole range of reasons?
2: I think that we were breaking up for a whole range of reasons. And the baby thing was what sealed the deal. Mm -hmm. Um, People have this idea that, well, I love him. So therefore, it has to work out. And I think that you're giving people in your life to love for a set period of time. Some happen to last 60 years. And that's wonderful and great. And that's my hope for my marriage now. But Just because we loved each other doesn't mean that we were the right companions for each other. Right. And I am eternally grateful for my first marriage, even through the very hard times, because I wouldn't have been in this place for the second, and I wouldn't have been the wife I am now if I didn't learn so much from that relationship. So I don't think that just because you love someone, you should stay with them. I do feel slightly skeptical of someone who says, we're completely and utterly happy other than the baby thing. It doesn't work like that. Uh You know, as humans, we we cannot stop focusing and festering on something that weighs in our mind. It's just our tendency. It's what we do. And I can't help but feel like that's happening. For the fact of them to write these letters, that means that it's so severely on their mind that it has to be affecting their relationships.
0: One of the things, you know, that I'll take away from our conversation is that not every relationship, even if it's a great one, is a fit for the long haul. And and I think we often forget to think about romantic love in such practical terms, you know? I mean, when you really, when I look, when I think about you, age doesn't matter, or I think about you, baby or bust, it's like maybe that's a really clear-eyed way to look at this, that that partner that you've had in, in one case for two years and another case for more years than that in a marriage, that sometimes you have to say, this was wonderful, and now I see it needs to end so that I can live this life that I want to live, and you can live yours too, the way you want to live it. I mean, there's, that's not a failure. I, it can be painful, but it can also be, it, it's usually more painful not to make those choices.
2: And you will feel like a failure after a divorce. It's inevitable. We all do. But then when you take some distance from it, it's exactly what you say. I don't feel like a failure anymore. Yeah. That had passed. It is possible and should be what you long for to have that meeting of romantic love and practical. Yeah. You know, I'm married vision. to someone yeah. now that I feel incredible romantic love for, but also practically we are a good fit together. And it's possible and that's what you should be looking for, I think, in a partnership is that balance.
1: Right.
0: All right, Danielle, thank you so much. It's been a delight to talk to you. Thank you. And we wish you luck. How many kids do you have? I have two, an eight- and a five-year-old. Okay, well, we wish you and your family all the best.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So she'll be busy. Thank right? you so much. Thank right. you.
0: Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.
1: So we've gone at this from both sides. A woman who is pretty clear in not wanting kids... Another woman who very much wants them. this is a a third possibility. And again, we should emphasize, we get a ton of letters from people who are struggling with this very concrete issue of to be or not to be when it comes to being a parent. All right, here it is. Dear Sugars, I fear that my desire to be a mom will ultimately end my marriage. I'm a 34-year-old woman married to a lovely, caring, supportive man We've been together for almost a decade. We always had plans for a family, but had agreed to wait until I was close to finishing my postgraduate studies. He's eight years older than me and had more urgency to start a family than I was comfortable with. We discussed and agreed on a time to let nature happen. I'll spare you the details, but what followed was multiple miscarriages, endless doctors and tests. The doctors don't know what's wrong. They say they think it's just bad luck. While these experiences were crushing, I continued working on my professional and personal goals, and I've processed my grief over not being able to carry a baby to term. I never envisioned my life without children. I'm now comfortable with the idea of providing a loving home for one of the many children in need of love in the world. My husband, on the other hand, is not interested in raising any children that aren't his biologically. I've brought up the subject in a variety of ways— but he's opposed to even the discussion of adopting a child. He says he would rather if it was just the two of us than adopt. This breaks my heart. I know there is still a possibility of me carrying a pregnancy to term at some point, but without knowing what is wrong and the risks increasing with age, I'm terrified of having another miscarriage. My husband wants to be more aggressive, which would mean subjecting myself to hormones and blood thinners for no indication other than wishful thinking. I've been through it, and it was too physically and emotionally taxing. Could it be this is the deal-breaker? How can I convince my husband the traditional model of having a baby is not the only way to make a family hopeful for change, signed, full of love, with empty arms?
0: Mm, What a heartbreaking letter. Yeah, it's a tough one.
1: You know, this is at least one where it feels like there's the possibility of some negotiating space. Yeah.
0: Well, they both want to be parents. Right. And that's the advice that I really, where I would begin full of love with empty arms is you have fears about pursuing it further from when it comes to conceiving biologically. They are grounded in reality. You've had miscarriages. It's a miserable experience. It's terrifying. It's sad. It's heartbreaking. And it's physically difficult, emotionally difficult. It's, it's it's difficult in every way, okay? Um, your husband has some fears, too, about adoption, and he he can't not discuss it with you. That's I mean, right. that's you need to both share your thoughts. Again, always keeping in mind, we want to be parents. And, you know, I, I do think you're right that it's a deal breaker, that if your husband will not discuss it, if he will not entertain other options besides bi- biological, you have every reason to say, I need to end this relationship so I can pursue motherhood. But I, but I would encourage you really strongly to to tell your husband that this, this is a really, it's reached that kind of breaking point with you, that you do he does need to open his mind and think about adoption.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the question is really why, in, in his case, why is he not open to the possibility of raising kids that aren't biologically zoned? Mm-hmm. He has a right to those feelings, but he also has an obligation to tell you what those feelings are about. And you also, I think, then owe him A further discussion of why you're reluctant to do any more fertility stuff. And and it might be that there is, as you discuss it, hopefully with a professional, but at least frankly and honestly and compassionately with one another, a little bit of room for you to say, for instance, well, listen, I'm willing to try for another year. I want it to happen, but if that's not the case, knowing that we both want kids, then I need you to explore the possibility of what it would be like to be a parent of a child that's not yours biologically. I strongly recommend that you, if at all possible, spend some time with families who have adopted children. Don't make it something that's alien and other. It might be that he's seen certain things in those family systems that don't work or there's something in his personal history. Then that all needs to be out on the table. You
0: know, one thing that compromise can kind of do... Is it, it actually can bond you together, you know, because of course, what you're doing is you're giving a little bit to each other for the sake of a common vision. Yep. And I do think that this idea of saying, okay, I'll try again. Biologically, for this period of time. But after this period of time, I also need you to be open to exploring these other options. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you willing to do for each other to help you know, each other down this path?
1: And we can say for sure that it's a good indoctrination into the basic setup of parenthood, which is you start having to sacrifice yeah. more of your own desires, impulses, and so forth. You know, Cheryl, as we were talking about all these letters, I think we can agree that we feel a kind of, um, you know, advice-giving pang of failure of like, oh, I wish we could be more definitive. I mm-hmm. wish we could somehow, you know, sprinkle the fairy dust of, of resolution. And this is the way it should be. But these are such complex letters that, that that's impossible. And the other letters we see in our inbox that are about this set of issues are really, it's not that they're impossible to solve. It's that they're painful and difficult to solve. But the one common thread that I think I see through all of them is that the women writing to us have to take ownership of their lives. And they have to be willing to say at the expense of the possibility of losing very important, powerful uh, relationships, marriages, or, or you know, long-term, uh, monogamous, happy, lover relationships, this is the life I want, and here's what I'm willing to sacrifice in order to make that happen.
0: And we can always remember that, that it's always up to us that we can get that if we want it. We wish you all good luck.
1: We do. Dear Sugar Radio is produced by WBUR in Boston. We are produced and edited by Amory Sievertson. We're recording at Talkback Sound and Visual in Portland, Oregon. Josh Millman is our wonderful engineer. Our theme music is by the Portland band Wonderly, vocals by Liz Weiss. Please subscribe to Dear Sugar Radio on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Radio. Also, please do write us at DearSugarRadio at gmail.com.